I'm Peter Markham, the Head of Digital at the Royal College of Psychiatrists. Today I'm interviewing Diane Gosler, who is addicted to alcohol and is talking to us about the stigma she's experienced. Diane, welcome. So, the first question, what do you mean by stigma and how would you define it? Good morning. Um, <clears throat> just before I answer your question, let me say that I'm going to talk about stigma that's associated with alcohol addiction which is what I know about and what I've experienced. Although stigma is present with many other conditions, such as people with a mental health problem or people with a physical disability. But to go back to your, to your question, what do I mean by stigma? Um, to me, stigma means that people treat you differently. I suppose they treat you um, in a way badly, without having any reason to treat you like that, apart from the fact that they've got a, a preconceived view of, of, uh, of what you're like due to the condition that they know that you have. So to give an example, if they know that you're an alcoholic, they see an image in their heads of a lazy drunk person and they treat you accordingly. And, and also people avoid you. They don't really want to be associated with you. How has stigma affected the way you feel about yourself then and your alcohol addiction? How has it affected your self-image? I suppose um, it's made me feel at the bottom of the pile again. It's made me feel unworthy to be on the end of receiving stigma. Um, as I said just now, it's, it's really not, you become not someone that other people want to know. So it, it's, it's, it's been very hard because it's hard to detox and it's hard to become abstinent, which I have, and then entered recovery. And um, you're really working your way up from the bottom of the pile. And then if you experience stigma, it puts you right back there. What stigma about being addicted to alcohol have you experienced in your work environment? Well, in the work environment, um, I, I have to say that I probably didn't understand stigma in the work environment when it was there. Um, to be honest, because I, I, was, I was too drunk and I, I was in my own world. But I have found out certain things since then. And that was that behind my back, people said, um, Diane's a lush, or Diane's always drinking. And they laughed at me behind my back. But, but strangely enough, um, they also encouraged my drinking because up to a certain point I was very good fun when I was drunk. But there, there, there comes a time when you can't keep up the entertainment and your drinking becomes worse and worse and I suppose you really you descend into nothingness and you're not able to communicate meaningfully and I'm afraid eventually after some time I was fired. Okay, um, perhaps we could just talk about um, family for a second. Have you any experience of stigma in your family where alcohol addiction is concerned? Um, I haven't where, where I'm concerned and my family is concerned, although um, I think that other people with the same issue may not be so fortunate and they do receive stigma. But I, I, I'd just like to point out something which I think is, is, is relevant here, which is that the Role, the roles between my husband and myself changed substantially. Um, 
So this wasn't stigma, but it was a change in the relationship. And that my husband became my carer. He had to look after me. He kept me out of danger. He cleaned me up when necessary, etc. Um, and I'm not sure that this has been, research has, has, has been done into this, what the impact of alcoholism has on other family members. Um, because if you think about it, if they become your carer, they don't have time for themselves, they don't have time to cope with their own problems. And then, as I said, um, I've um, touched wood, become abstinent, um, and I've changed again. So the roles change again. Um, I've, I've, I'm once more my own person, um, and I've got a mind of my own. And this can lead to friction because my husband was just used to looking after me and I suppose I did everything that, that, that he said. Um, and I, I'm no longer totally dependent on him, which I was for a very long time. And this does cause problems. Um, on another tack, I think that family members also may be stigmatised because um, they have an alcoholic in the family. So you, you'll hear people say, oh, well, your mother's a drunk. And so um, that's another aspect of, of, of stigma. OK. I'm going to talk now about friends, ask you about friends and friendships uh, and whether stigma uh, about alcohol addiction has affected your friendships. Have your friends' views of you changed? Um, I, I don't think that stigma has um, affected my friendship for the, for the simple reason that um, a lot of my friends don't know that I have an alcohol problem. Uh, I only tell those who I... Just absolutely. Um, and then I was out of circulation for a while because when I was dealing with my issue of alcohol abuse, um, when it got to the stage that I, I, I couldn't carry on, um, I, I, I went for treatment and it was too difficult to see friends socially whilst I was going through this. Um, when I reached a certain stage at the alcohol treatment centre, I could see some friends but the way I coped with seeing them was to drink non-alcoholic wine. And this looked like the real thing, so there was no peer pressure to drink. As to all intents and purposes, I was drinking. So I suppose you could ask, is peer pressure a form of stigma? I suppose it is, in a way, because if, uh, if one doesn't accept something, you instead try to force a change. You, you see, when you detox, you, you've got to make a choice. Do you keep your old friends or my friends drink with all the pressures and the difficulties that that brings? Or do you make a new set of friends with the same problem that you've got and lock yourself in an ivory tower, hoping that these new friendships will, will take off and flourish? Um, on the other hand, friends, friends can be great when they do know. And um, I'm just going to give a, a quick example. I have an American friend. Um, a businessman who had his own company came to London and uh, I went to dinner with him and, and 10 other people who work for him. And um, they all know that I, I, I love drinking. And um, when he asked me what I wanted to drink, he asked me, I was the only woman there, so he asked me first. Um, and I said, I'll have water, please. And he looked at me, I'm very surprised, so I just nodded my head. And he said, well, I'll have water too. And then the rest of the people followed his example because he's their boss and said, yes, I'll have water. So it ended up with 11 people drinking water and that didn't last very long. 
but I was really touched by the fact that he did support me. Right, okay, great. And how has stigma regarding alcohol affected your general interaction in society? Um, I try to cover up the fact I, I can't drink. Um, I always say I can't drink, never I don't drink, because if you say I can't drink, people tend not to ask you why you can't, because they're a bit afraid of the answer, I suppose. But, but the point is, um, I don't want to look different, and most people do drink, so I don't say that I, I can't drink. Um, and that leads to my drinking non-alcoholic wine, which um, it's, it's not really a problem if I'm drinking that at home. Um, but um, it can be difficult in that I can't just book a restaurant um, because I have to check first if they will accept my bringing non-alcoholic wine. And uh, sometimes I have to pay corkage and sometimes I don't. And society looks down on people uh, with a drinking problem and I'm, I'm not really sure why, but I suppose it's, uh, it's a bit like the there for the grace of God the lie syndrome. Um, it's a bit too close for comfort. Mm. And may I ask, uh, have you experienced stigma regarding your alcohol addiction in the medical environment? Um, in the medical environment, not not too much, but um, I have I have some. I have um, I have had some, and I'm going to give you an example again. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was at a conference about addictions in Brighton. And it was breakfast, and I was sitting at a table, and the guy sitting at the next table started to talk to me, and he said what he did, and uh, he said to me, and where do you work? And I said, I hadn't been um, absent very long when I was at this conference. And I said, um, oh, actually, I'm a service user. And with that, um, he picked up his chair, and he went back to the table, and he started talking to the person on the other side. And I felt absolutely terrible. I didn't know what to do, and so... I just left, and um, I, I know that he was um, a doctor because he, he told me so um, before all this, and I was just um, quite shattered by that, but I'm sure that's not, uh, it doesn't happen very often. Um, the, other, the other problem that I have about stigma in, in medical circles is the ubiquitous medical notes, because it's written on your notes, um, alcoholism, this person's an alcoholic. Um, has a grave alcohol condition, something like that. And you can never escape that. Um, so it's, it's very difficult because that's your label. So first of all, as I said, you can never escape it. So you have no privacy. You can't really go in as a person um, who has a bad leg or something because on the notice thing, this person is an alcoholic. So, so what, what, what are the consequences of that are that you have no privacy about your condition. And also, um, I, I think it, it could lead to a, a misdiagnosis because if somebody looks at your notes and isn't quite sure um, why you have the problem you have, they can always say, oh, alcoholism, you know, that that's probably part, plays a part in it. So it, as I say, it could be a misdiagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other hand, when I, I first saw my GP, because I realised I had to get some help um, for, for various reasons. Um, she couldn't have been nicer. She, she listened to me, which was very important. She didn't look bored. She gave me all the time I needed. She encouraged me. And as I say, she gave me much more time than she normally would have. An NHS slot is not very long. And, and she really encouraged me. And 
gave me the courage to uh, to go to the next step, which was to go to a treatment centre. So there, um, there, there are two sides to the question. So you've started there talking about your recovery. Yes. How does stigma affect your recovery from alcohol addiction? It's it's hard enough to to pull yourself up from rock bottom, um, because it means to do that. Remember that you're in a really really bad state. You you've got to have um, the the courage and the determination to to think to think better about yourself because your self image is is um, is very low, and and as I think I mentioned earlier, stigma puts you right back to where you were, and then then it means that not only do you have to fight yourself in going forwards, um, you also have to to fight other people um, because um, because of what they're thinking. So you've talked very powerfully and very passionately about stigma and, and, and the effects of it, the implications. What steps do you think can be taken to destigmatize alcohol addiction? Okay, um, could I just add something to the to the last question about um, about recovery and stigma? And this isn't really about that, but but I wanted to mention the fact that um, the huge prevalence of alcohol in, in, in our society makes recovery very difficult. Um, because you can't really get away from alcohol, it, it, it's everywhere. People celebrate with it, people commiserate with it. Um, and and I, it was interesting because someone um, I met who was recovering from um, a drug addiction problem said that it must be even harder to come off alcohol than it was to, to come off drugs because it, it must be like facing a drug dealer on every street corner. And there's also the fact that um, if you if you don't can't share in the enjoyment of alcohol, you're often seen as a killjoy or make to feel a killjoy, a prude, um, really someone who's who's no fun and should be avoided. I'm sorry. I, I, let, me, let me go back to your question about what can be done to destigmatize our alcohol addiction. Um, I think you need understanding. I think you need education. And I think you need uh, explanations. I, I think that you also need to realise that alcohol addiction is a disease. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't think this. And they think that, oh, well, alcoholism is self-inflicted. Um, so it's a lack of self-discipline. You brought it on yourself, and therefore it's your own fault. Um, I also think it would help if... Um, People in this position who have this, this problem learn to, to talk about their difficulties. They brought things out into the, into the open. Um, it took me a long time, but I, I can now talk about the awful state that I was in, and that had it carried on much longer, I simply wouldn't have survived. And if people outside, as it were, know that, and know what a, a battle it is to keep going, it may encourage them to be supportive. Thank you. And people will be listening to this, um, perhaps that, that like you, um, are addicted to alcohol. So finally, what advice do you have um, for, for others to help them deal with the stigma around alcohol addiction? Okay, well, um, the first one is that you, you shouldn't be ashamed of your alcohol problem. Um, and that leads on to don't hide things, because if you hide things, then they, 
they, they, they, they fester and become insurmountable. I think that um, if, you, if you do do something about it, difficult as it is, I think you should be proud that you've confronted your demons because that's not at all easy to initiate or indeed to persevere with. I think that you should believe in yourself. And I think also, very importantly, you should find answers to what makes things difficult for you. So if you look at, at, at myself, um, drinking non-alcoholic wine is one answer because I personally find peer pressure very difficult. Um, I want to look the same as others. I, I, I've given up the taste and the effect of alcohol, but I can't give, give up wanting to look the same and I suppose I enjoy the togetherness. I don't want to look different and feel as if I'm an outsider. So looking the same is one way of what works for me. See, stigma is a result of people seeing you as different um, and they don't know what to do. And so I take away that possibility of them looking at me as being different as much as I can. And I think um, you should remember that if people say things that hurt you, um, if, they, if, they, if they stigmatize, it could be a form of self-protection, of protecting themselves from what they fear. And if you, if you understand stigma, or you think you understand stigma, it makes it easier to cope with. Thank you. Diane Gosler, thank you very much.